0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, let's talk about Harry Potter And how his journey, well, a specific part of his journey in the third book, how that relates to your anxiety. And I love to listen and watch stories that project the hero archetype on the screen or in in a book because, well... They resonate with us. The story of Harry Potter, it resonates with us. The story of Luke Skywalker, it resonates with us. The archetype of the ultimate evil, like Darth Vader or Voldemort. That's interesting. The Joker, right? And what is an archetype? Well, an archetype is a repeated pattern over a long period of time of of a specific personality that works, right? Uh, Common, what's common, most common throughout a long period of time, throughout human history, right? So the archetype of Luke Skywalker, the hero that encounters the most malevolent thing and overcome it, right? We are engrossed and... We are engrossed and attracted to this type of story because we, every day, are contending with the chaos and troubles of life. And we have to contend with what's most fearful for us, well, to stretch ourselves and to lessen our sensitization over it. Really powerful. And also Jesus Christ being the ultimate archetype as well, and uh, Satan being the ultimate archetype of evil. But before we talk about Harry Potter, let's go over your comments on last week's episode, but also any episode before that, starting with John Frangakis. He says, "'This podcast episode is the perfect description "'of depersonalization.'" I could feel my anxiety lessening in weight when you said that because you are ruminating and concerned about having no emotion, that is an emotion. Thank you for being a voice in recovery. Thank you, John, for your comment. Ruby J says, I remember my depersonalization happening after a traumatic moment in my past the link between those two became clear ever since I found you on YouTube. I am so grateful for that. Well, thank you, Ruby. I'm so grateful for your comments. If you want to leave me a comment to post and talk about on my podcast, you can do that via the YouTube version of the podcast or send me an email at unpluganxiety.com. So let's talk about Harry Potter. First, I want to quote Carl Jung, and I want to quote him describing the hero archetype. He says, he, the hero, is the seeker who survives the adventures which the conscious personality studiously avoids. Another quote from Carl Jung, for the hero Fear is a challenge and a task because only boldness can deliver from fear. And if the risk is not taken, the meaning of life is somehow violated and the whole future is condemned to hopeless staleness to drap gray lit only by willow the wisps. Now, let's get into Harry Potter. The third book, The Prisoner of Azkaban. In that book, In Defense Against the Dark Arts, Professor Lupin introduces the Bogart to the students. Now, the Bogart is an entity that takes the shape of what you fear the most. Lupin teaches the class that by picturing the fearful image in a humor in a humorous light in your mind's eye and saying ridiculous the external fear the bogart will apply the humorous elements that you envisioned and thus lose its fearful control it has over you so when Neville stepped up to the plate and the Bogart came out, it transformed into what he feared the most, which was Professor Snape. And what did Lupin say to Neville? Imagine Snape in your grandmother's clothes. So he, met, he imagined it. He said, ridiculous. The Bogart in front of him, the Snape, twirled around and all of a sudden had all of his grandmother's clothes on him. And he, he laughed and the whole class laughed. Now, in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and in Trauma Release Exercises, it's important to revisit the trauma you experienced. It's when you revisit the thing you don't want to, where it's where transformation takes place So in NLP, what happens is to reframe a traumatic experience that you had when you were younger, you have to walk through the traumatic moment in your mind's eye, feel all of that negative emotion. It's painful. That's that's why a lot of people don't want to do it. You have to confront it. And then at the height of the trauma, Rewind the movie in your mind and play it back and envision the scenario the way you would have liked it to go instead the ideal way so you're attaching safety to the traumatic moment and it also helps to make it silly make it funny but it doesn't have to be funny it can be Uh, empowering envisioning yourself conquering the thing that ate you say you know that traumatic moment maybe it was with your parents when you were eight years old and your father was abusing your mother and you felt helpless and so by revisiting that traumatic moment you can solve the problem that you couldn't solve when you were eight you know imagining yourself defending your mother or imagining your father in a different manner in a different sort of light and you know also i think a big part of that is sitting down with your older self so sitting down with that eight-year-old you and talking to them and making them feel safe and providing them with the words of wisdom that they didn't have when they were when you were eight years old And that helps that older you to understand what happened in that moment that caused you such trauma. And the more you understand what happened, the more you can release the trauma. But first of all, you have to confront the trauma. And like here in this scene in Harry Potter, these students are confronting the fear, their worst fears. And because of that, they are desensitizing themselves from the fear by manipulating that fear. Really powerful. And then when Harry, when he stepped up, and before the the Bogart could transform itself, Lupin jumps in front of him. He steps in the way, and he stops the Bogart from transforming. And now this is from the book. I'm not talking about the movie version. Now Harry he gets angry and he asks Lupin why did you step in? Because Harry wanted to face the thing he feared the most. He wanted to. That's the hero archetype to face the fear head on voluntarily. And Lupin said I didn't want you to turn I didn't want the Bogart to turn into Lord Voldemort, the ultimate evil. But then Harry said he feared the dementors the most. It wasn't Lord Voldemort. And then Lupin said something really interesting. He said, "Ah, Harry, you fear fear itself." Now that's interesting. So let's examine dementors more closely because that's what here that's what Harry is fearing right now. And dementors they feed off of your worst nightmares. They feed off of what you fear the most. And that relates to health anxiety sufferers who deal with their symptoms and dread their symptoms, the feeling of their symptoms, caused by their fear response, which keeps them stuck in this vicious Cycle so health anxiety suffers fear their symptoms which are caused by their fear response being active so essentially fear the fear of being in fear response mode because it makes them feel trapped in this helpless box with no exit so the dementors can be viewed as that very experience the embodied form of fear, the ultimate predatory animal, right? The freeze response, because what happens when you come into contact with the Dementor? Well, ice starts to form around the Dementor. Cold emanates from the Dementor. Now, what does ice represent? Well, frozen fear, right? When you're in fear response. What's one of the responses freeze, right? That's what happens when you come into contact with the ultimate predatory animal, you freeze. And the Dementor produces this ice and coldness before it feeds off of your fears. And that's interesting because that's what happens when we revisit trauma right when you're driving in your car and you start to daydream about a traumatic moment from your past that causes a lot of negative emotion it takes you out of the present moment so time just becomes irrelevant or it it's non-existent you are frozen in this past moment that has had a hold over you since it happened and you feel the negative response. It's like a, It's like something's feeding off of you. And then you're brought back into the present moment and you're like, oh God, that was horrible. And you go about your day, but your day seems like a. it's much worse. Or you feel more exhausted after that revisit of the trauma, right? And the Dementor the, the is the embodiment of fear. It has a grip over you. It freezes you. It feeds off of your worst nightmares that you repress and suppress. And then you come back into the present moment, like Harry did. He wakes up. He's more drained. He has like no energy. And then that's when Lupin said, here, Harry, have some chocolate. You'll feel better. Try and get yourself, you know, try and compose yourself again. So that's really interesting. A part of you is still stuck in the past because of this trauma And that's why when a Dementor is near the embodiment of what haunts you, it makes you revisit the traumas you endured in the past. It freezes you, then it makes you revisit. Then Harry decides to train with Lupin to defend himself from the Dementors. He has to conjure a Patronus spell, a spell fueled by the happiest memory you can think of, which then produces a beam of white light which your spirit animal comes forth and defends you from the Dementor. So to lessen fear's hold over you, you have to encounter it voluntarily while projecting, anchoring, in empowering thoughts. What do you do when you encounter fear in a shopping mall? So you're in the shopping mall. You feel the sensations caused by your fear response. You don't know what's going on. You start to feel trapped. You start to feel helpless. You're, you're, you you're feel nauseated. You feel like you're going to faint. All of those symptoms, your heart is beating rapidly. What happens? You freeze all of a sudden. That's the Dementor coming in to Harry's car in the on the train. The ice is projecting from the Dementor. It freezes Harry, right? Fear emerges. The second thing, you engage in the cortical brain, engaging in memories that are empowering, saying things like, let it kill me. If it kills me, let it kill me. I'm not scared. If I faint... I faint techniques like that also projecting empowering images in your mind's eye to replace fearful ones is an important cognitive behavioral strategy. Very powerful. And then the third thing is that it's painful when you're in the shopping mall encountering this fear because you feel like you might faint. But you face it, and you stay there. Harry fainted over and over and over again when he faced the Bogart Dementor when he was training. Right? He kept fainting, but he got back up. He stayed there. He voluntarily confronted the thing he fears the most over and over and over again until he was getting the Patronus spell Right. Then, the more you stay there, the more the fear dissipates. The more Harry is exposing himself to the Bogart Dementor, the more he is lessening and desensitizing himself. Now, the Bogart Dementor is really interesting. I say it resembles a fake fear, but it's not necessarily a fake fear because the Bogart Dementor is not a real Dementor. A Bogart Dementor doesn't have the same effects as a real Dementor. It has some effects. That's why Harry kept fainting and and he feels trained, but it doesn't have the harmful, severe effects of the real Dementor. So the Bogart Dementor resembles the fear that you revisit in your mind, right? There's the real traumatic moment, say, when you're eight years old and your father was abusing your mother. It was physically happening in front of your eyes and it was so real. But then there's the event of that moment, your father abusing your mother, in your mind's eye when you're 30 years old now. And so the Bogart Dementor resembles that inner image, the inner movie of the fear you encountered when you were eight. But it's just a different kind of fear. It's the projection of it. It still has its same effects, though. It still drains you. It still sucks the energy out from you, just like the Bogart Dementor, right? But it's not physically happening right now in front of you over and over and over again. And confronting the Bogart Dementor is going to desensitize you from the real Dementor. So a big part of exposure therapy is envisioning what you fear the most in your mind's eye before actually confronting it. So there's revisiting trauma from your childhood or from your past maybe from high school whenever it was and reframing that experience but then there's also the fear that you have over your the shopping mall experience so you're meeting friends at the shopping mall but you're afraid of having a panic attack what do you do you sit in your home, in your safe zone, you close your eyes and you re-vi- you revisit the mall in your mind's eye. And you walk yourself through the mall experience in your mind. And what's interesting is that a lot of negative emotion comes up because you're unconscious, your mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. So the more you expose yourself in your mind's eye, or you could look at images on Google or write about it in a journal, the more you put yourself in the moment of what you fear the most, the less sensitive you will be of that experience. And the more you do that, the more empowered you will and the more power that you will have when you actually go physically to the shopping mall so after when Harry confronts the Bogart Dementor and after fainting over and over and over again Harry still gets back up to face the Bogart Dementor the more he does the better his Patronus becomes It's draining for Harry, right? It's draining when you sit and imagine your fears and reframing traumatic moments or walking yourself through a fearful experience. It's draining. It's going to take energy from you, but it's important that you keep doing it because what happens to Harry, he gets more confident in front of Dementors. But not only that, His Patronus spell is significantly better. It gets better until he actually conjures a successful Patronus and he sends the Dementor back into the crate, right? He has to keep doing it until he gets it. So if you run away from the shopping mall, well, that's not going to help because it's only increasing your fear of the shopping mall. You have to keep placing yourself in the shopping mall and confronting what you fear the most in order for you to desensitize yourself from it. So like facing a panic attack, a Dementor takes everything out of you. If Harry stopped his training with Lupin because it was too fearful He wouldn't have protected himself from future Dementors and save his godfather, Sirius Black. That's worth thinking about. Harry knew that there would be future Dementors waiting for him. And that's why he continuously trained and exposed himself to what he feared the most, which was fear itself. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Remember, check out my anxiety recovery program on my website at unpluganxiety.com. If you want structure and order, which is necessary anxiety recovery. If you want to take recovery seriously enough, I advise you to invest in this program. It's highly useful. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is now available at unplantanxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.